Welcome to the Rethink Productivity Podcast. Today I'm joined again by Sue for our Productivity Insights. Hi Sue, how are you? Good, thank you. Sat there with the dog on your lap, so if you hear some strange noises on this one, it's the dog. (laughs) So today we're going to talk about MTM, so that stands for Method Times Measurement. Before we get into the detail, we're going to just have a quick look at what's happening in the world of retail and around about. WH Smiths have announced that profits have trebled as business travel takes back off, which is good news for them. Other good news, Superdrug plan to invest in 25 new stores this year, which is good to hear. Lush give UK workers a pay rise in line with real living wage. Asda are trialling driverless delivery vehicles in West London, which I'm be interested to see. Sainsbury's launches pocket-friendly prices campaign in convenience stores as well as their nectar prices to combat Tesco's. Talking to Tesco's, they're going to open their first ever pub to celebrate the King's coronation. <laughs> so I assume that's not a strategy going forward just for the... It's a pop-up, isn't it? Yeah, just for the, the fun of the event. At the time of recording, we are two days away from the Retail Technology Expo in London. We're on stand 6B37 for anybody that's attending and wants to come and say hello. We've got the retail maps there if you want to see them. We're happy to talk about the training academy and work study courses and anything else kind of work measurement. So it'd be good to see some familiar faces and to meet some uh, new friends. Yeah. So Sue, let's talk about MTM, Method Time Measurement the most established of all the predetermined motion time systems, so though some people might know it as PMTS. system was born in America in 1948, and the UK MTM Association was founded in 1964, alongside all the other national associations, and they seek to uphold the professional standards of training and research, which was the vision of H.B. Maynard, who was the father of MTM. It is he who coined the phrase MTM, first time right and Maynard some of you will know because most is a derivative of MTM lots of big words there PMTS MTM small word but do you want to kind of distill down what MTM is and we'll talk about its uses and applications but kind of for those that think that sounds all a bit complicated what is MTM yes there's quite a lot of jargon in that really so what predetermined systems do, which is MTM is one of them, and the other initials that you mentioned are, are largely examples of that too, is they break activities down into the smallest measurements, so in the smallest movements. So I tend to think of it as a, a deep dive movement study. So if you're going to do something that's very quick, it's very difficult for a human to measure that. But most of these predetermined systems, you video the process, then you can slow it down if you want to, but it means that you break it down into individual movements. So if you're picking up a cup, it would be reaching to pick the cup, grasping it, picking it up, bringing it towards you and then putting it down. And it's things that are done, is it a a near reach, a far reach, an awkward reach? So the standard time has been developed for that. So rather than have to measure something, then what you do is you take the those chunks of time and build it up into a a time for doing a task from these what they call predetermined measures because somebody knows how long it takes to do a long awkward reach. 
So we're, we're building up kind of blocks of data. So I think that yeah. the NTM Association is referred to it as a block. Within those blocks, we've got all their individual codes for short step, long step, long reach, short reach, medium reach. So in pick, put and get, I suppose, is the, yeah. the classic way. Each of those have got a value attached and it's a TMU is the value for those that want to get technical. But in layman's terms, that TMU converts into a number of seconds. So you build up each of those component parts from the video or the observation to, as per a normal activity study, which we talked about in another one of these, produce a standard minute value to the basic time. And then you may apply some relaxation for performance fatigue delay, uh, working in a hot environment, cold environment, et cetera, et cetera. So that all sounds well and good. What are the kind of benefits of using that approach? Well, there's some benefits and some lookouts as well. So the benefits are it's really useful where something is, as I said earlier, quick, a quick process. So a human measuring it, measuring another human doing a task, if something's less than three seconds, it's actually quite tricky to time because by the time you've looked and your brain's worked and you've pressed the button to time it, they might have moved on to something else. So it's really good for small, small times. As I said, we tend to use it for deep diving movements. So if we've measured that, um, I don't know, making a sandwich in a sandwich shop takes a certain amount of time, then there's a benefit in looking at it in a more detailed way because the sort of things it uncovers are, well, actually, there's an awkward reach there and it doesn't need to be. So if you rearranged the trays where your fillings are kept, it would be a lot easier. It's very good for helping you organise what a, a better workstation should be. It's the most efficient way to do it. And the great thing is it quantifies it. So from a work study, from a, an activity study, we might measure it and say, well, actually, it's taking three minutes to make a sandwich. But the great thing about doing MTM on it as well is say, well, actually... When you MTM it, you get three minutes. When you then reconfigure those blocks to make an ideal process, you can shave 30 seconds off that process. So it's great for really showing exactly where the opportunities are and and getting them in a very, when you're looking at small detailed things. So for highly repetitive, fast activities, it can be quite good. So production line stuff? Yes. What about less variable activities or even... Activities that are highly variable when they involve things like customers that might want a conversation for 10 seconds, 10 minutes, two minutes. Yeah, Does it fit that's there? why it's, it's less good. So where you've got things that are, um, as you said, if customer chats, all that sort of stuff, anything that's variable, you kind of better having a human measuring it multiple times. Because with MTM, you typically would measure it a small number of times, whereas where you've got something that's more variable. You just need a higher number of observations to get a robust average from it. So, yeah, it's much better for, for that. So you could, in theory, then, let's take a non-customer-facing example, something back of house, stock count maybe in an organisation where, you know, I don't know, let's use a telco example. Stock comes in in a blue box. I count the uh, number of phones, record the individual code and put them away. I could use that for MTM but if I'm videoing it I'd want the person that I'm observing to be following the defined process so if an organization's got a process map or a SOP a standard operating procedure you'd want them to be doing that otherwise you're picking up all the noise or non-perfect process 
Yeah. So that gives me my ideal time, blue sky. I then study up people actually doing it in the real world. So I pick up all the noise around it of interruption, of people creating their own process steps, of all those other bits, and say, in an ideal world, it's a minute per phone. In real life, it's three minutes per phone because X, Y, and Z. Is that a good synopsis? Yes. Yeah, you can use it that way. The other way that it's good to use it is if you want to take an activity so you've measured it. But even kind of your example of things in the back shop, it might vary a lot depending on the layout of that back shop. It depends. You can measure the perfect process, but what about when things come in and the they're not you get the box in there that's not listed on the delivery sheets and you've got all these odd processes so that's where it can um, be less helpful way you doing it measuring it multiple times helps you frequency in all the ad hoc less frequent things that happen but you could use it to say well actually I've timed how long it takes to put a load of stock on the shelf but then when you come to put it into practice well some shops have got a stock room that's a long way away, some it's close by, some are in a lift. You can use MTM times for things like walking. So if you know it's 100 metres, there's an MTM unit that'll tell you, well, we don't have to measure, so we already know how long that should be. So you can, there can be situations where you use it as a hybrid. And in terms of coverage, applicable in retail, hospitality, manufacturing, supply chain, anywhere where there's people following a flow of process or a defined process or even an undefined process that you want to try and define? Yes, with the caveats of if it's highly variable, if there's a lot of interruptions, it might not be the right methodology. Okay. So short and sweet, a good supplementary way of measuring if you want to get into the detail or if you want to start in the detail because you've already got some high-level stuff, a great way of unlocking that benchmarking the out of the possible, understanding the, the differences between the two to seek out whether that be layout, process, um, training opportunities to drive that efficiency through the the production or the that line of work. Yeah, it can be used anywhere. I mean, traditionally, it's been used a lot in manufacturing, which was where it was developed. So where you've absolutely got those standard processes and a lot of the time they'll carry on measuring it because they want to understand when their process starts to deviate for any reason. So there's lots of different ways you can use it. We tend to use it most as we find we get our best results when we use a mix of methodologies because that gives you a number of different lenses on the same situation and you get the best quality insights. So by being able to use it alongside other methodologies, it really helps us understand, as you said, the art of the possible and where the opportunities are. Good. And there's different data sets that apply to different industries. So we talked about MTM, but underneath of that, there's different code sets that apply to manufacturing and retail and otherwise. So yeah. it can be it can be tailored. It's not one size fits all. Good. So we'll pause there. We'll go off and we'll set up the stand for the show and look forward to seeing all those people that are listening that are going to come along. If you're listening to this after the Retail Technology Show, we'll release a podcast with our thoughts on it and... It is already planned for 2024. So if you missed out this year, make sure you register for next year. Tickets are free if you're a if you're a non-vendor supplier. So again, if you're listening to this today, tomorrow, which is Tuesday, get out there and get your tickets for the show, Olympia London. Look forward to seeing everybody who's there and we'll be back with some more insights soon. Thanks, Sue. Bye.